The first section of Psalms has been called the Genesis Psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The Psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them, we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. It was the Holy Spirit and not the Bible writers themselves who determined what was included in the pages of Holy Scripture and what was not. You see, we believe in Holy Spirit-inspired selection. That means that where God speaks, He intended to say something. And where He is silent, we should not try to fill in the gaps. As we study through these Psalms, many of them have a historical context that is known. In fact, sometimes even in the title of the Psalm, or in some explicit reference in the psalm, we're pointed back to a particular event or to a character. But many of the psalms have no such context. Now, why is that significant? Well, I believe if the Lord does not give us the historical context, there's a reason for that as well. And the psalm we come to today, Psalm 14, I believe, is a psalm that points to every nation and to every generation. You see, if you're not careful... You can begin to look at certain portions of Scripture and say, well, that was just for those people, or that was just for that family, or that was just for that group. But when you come to a portion of Scripture like Psalm 14, really the Holy Spirit is revealing the sinful heart of all humanity, uh, of Jew and Gentile, of people ancient and modern, uh, of religious and non-religious. He is revealing that our heart is desperately wicked. Now listen to the words of Psalm 14, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. You know, we love to quote this verse dealing with the atheist of our day, people who say they don't believe that any God exists. But notice carefully that in the context of Psalm 14, he's not speaking just to people who adamantly say they don't believe that a God exists. He's speaking to people who are, if I may use this term, practical atheists, atheists of the heart, a people who live as if there is no God at all. He goes on to describe them. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. You see, when you read Psalm 14, these first six verses, it's clear he's describing a people that are very much alive today. Now, certainly there are people who claim to be atheists who say, I don't believe there's any God at all. And the Bible has a word for those people. They're fools. The most foolish thing you can do is deny the most obvious truth. And so uh, to be an atheist is to totally reject the light God has given to man. And yet, as you read through Psalm 14, can't you see all sinners uh, that when our heart says, I'm going to live as if there is no God, we become practical atheists. 
He describes them using these all-encompassing words, none that doeth good, uh, any that did understand, all gone aside, all together become filthy, none that doeth good, all the workers of iniquity, no knowledge. Do you hear all of these words? Let me read another portion of Scripture to you from the New Testament and see if this doesn't sound very much the same. Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. And then the most famous verse, Romans three twenty three: For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, a man may be a professing atheist or he may simply be a practicing atheist, but any man that lives his life without giving regard to God is a foolish man. So Psalm 14 points really not just to history, but to humanity, uh, to past, present, future, all generations that live apart from God. But the beautiful part about Psalm 14 is it doesn't just point us to man. If it left us there, that'd be fairly negative and depressing. But instead, Psalm 14 also points us to God. How do we see God in Psalm 14? Well, first of all, He's the one looking down from heaven in verse number 2. He sees. Watch this. When we turn away from Him, He still has His eye on us. When Peter turned away from the Lord and cursed and swore, Jesus had his eye on Simon Peter all along. And the moment Simon Peter turned and looked, he found Jesus was already looking at him. The Lord is looking down from heaven. He sees our hearts. He knows us. Uh, the Bible also reveals the Lord in verse number 5, where the Bible says God is in the generation of the righteous. Uh, you can deny him all you want to, but the Lord is very present. You can say there is no God, but friend, that doesn't make him go away. You'll notice that at the end of this psalm, uh, these people that denied there was a God tremble and quake in fear before Him. Uh, friend, that's exactly what's going to happen in our world. Uh, they say there is no God, but someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the Lord's the one looking down from heaven. The Lord is the one who is in the generation of the righteous. And then I love verse 6. The Lord is the refuge for His people. So when the darts are being hurled at you, and when the atheists are mocking your God, when the so-called intellectuals want to debate and you need a place to hide and find peace, run to Jesus, run to the Lord. Now, if you're looking at Psalm 14, you'll observe that I only read the first six verses. I saved the last verse for last. Listen to verse 7. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion when the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. This last verse does give us a little key to unlock the psalm. Most likely, this particular psalm of David was a psalm written to help God's people when they were carried away into captivity. And the point was that there's hope in the end. Listen to the verse again. He says, when the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Don't just look back. Don't just look around you. Look ahead. For the people of God, there's always hope. For, the, for those who put their trust in the Lord, all of the criticism and skepticism of our age is not the way this story ends. 
And so may I give you just a couple of very practical applications for your life today. First of all, don't be discouraged by all the atheism around you. All the people saying there is no God or living like there is no God. Your God is very real. He has his eye on you. He is with you and he will be your refuge today. But secondly, let's apply this to right where we live. Not only should you not be discouraged by the atheism around you, but don't let the heart of practical atheism slip into your own life. Don't live today making decisions, uh, dealing with people, uh, working, going to school, uh, leading your family without giving regard to God. If you do that, friend, you're a very foolish person because in the end, we all need God. It's interesting, the fool said, no God. Can I tell you what the wise person says? Yes, God. Yes, I believe God exists. Yes, God, I want you to have your way with me today. Yes, God, I trust you. Would you do the opposite of the atheist today? Would you say right now to the Lord, yes, God, and you'll see God at work in your life today. Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.